We reject new ideas. We refuse to break tradition. We're resistant to change. We're repulsed by the unfamiliar. Man, we've got to launch out in the deep, folk. We've got to begin to trust the Lord to do some things. We need Christians who are willing to sail some uncharted waters. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hillard. Glad you're with us as we begin a new message today. It's called Launching Out Into the Deep. And uh, Pastor, what do you mean by that? It sounds like you're challenging us to do that. So what's the challenge for us? Well, the challenge is that if we always do what we always did, then we'll always get what we've always got. If we want something we've never had, we've got to do something that we've never done. And so, you know, God has called us to be pioneers. Okay, Steve, think about Abraham. Okay. Uh, Abraham, leave your family, your friends, your fame, your fortune, and the familiar. Mm-hmm. and go to a place that I will show you. Well, where is it, Lord? I will show you. Yeah. Well, uh, what will happen along the way? I will show you. How do I get there? I will show you. That's all. He walked by faith, left everything in the Ur of the Chaldees to go to a promised land that God gave to him. And the only way we're going to do that is by faith. Sure. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seven says that we walk by faith, not by sight. So then faith will take me places uh, that my sight will never allow me to go. Mm-hmm. And of course, my favorite definition for faith is faith is believing it is so even when it's not so until it becomes so because our God said so. So when we get a promise from God and we have to have a word from him Mm -hmm. and he tells us to move out, we are to do Proverbs chapter three, verse five and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And so what's going to happen? What will happen is God is going to lead us and deal with everything that would be an impediment to us getting where he wants us to go. Now, let me make it practical real quick. Good, because I was going to ask you to do that. You're saying, I'm too old to go back to school. I'm a grandmother. I'm a grandfather. But God has told you he wanted you to finish your GED. He wanted you to finish your PhD, whatever it is. And, uh, you're afraid to walk out into that uncharted waters. It is scary. Uh, Look at all the things that are hindering. Uh, You know, I haven't studied in a long time. Take it by faith. God told me to do this. Some wanted to start a business and they're intimidated. Mm -hmm. And God says, I'll be with you. You know, start that business. Go out into the uncharted waters. Relationships. Uh, building relationships, establishing relationships. We're a little intimidated because the last one was a disaster. Yeah. You know, but I always tell our assembly, uh, listen, brother, your last woman wasn't the last woman and your sister, the last man wasn't the last man. And if you have the man, he will help you with a man or a woman. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, Now that you have an idea where we're going, let's get into it. Um, We're beginning a message today entitled Launching Out into the Deep. Here is Pastor Ford. One of my favorite 
sayings, you hear it over and over again, was by that great theologianist, Jackie Moms Mabley. Come on, you heard it enough to say it with me. What'd she say? If you always do what you always did, then you'll always get what you always got. If you want something you've never had, you've got to do something you've never done. I think that's it. If you want something you never had, you've got to do something you've never done. If you want something you never had, A's on your report card, you got to do something you've never done. Study. Yeah. If you want something you've never had, a submissive wife, you have to do what you've never done. Love her like Christ loved the church. Yeah. If you want something you never had to be able to provide for your own needs, then you've got to do something you've never done. Get a job and move out of Big Mama's basement. Amen. If you want something you never had, a good conversation with your husband, you've got to do something you've never done. Lay your tongue on the altar as a sacrifice to God. Now, I didn't do it. I got this from Scripture. Proverbs 21, 9, it's better to dwell in a corner of a housetop than with a brawling woman in a wide house. Yeah, Proverbs 21, 19, it's better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and an angry woman. Amen. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 19, 13b, the contentions of a wife are a continual dropping. Uh, Proverbs 27, 15, they said a continual dropping in a very rainy day and a contentious woman are alike. Drip, 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 drip. So if you want something you never had, the direction of God, you've got to do something you've never done. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him so that he will direct your path. If you want something you've never had, a great harvest, you've got to do something that you've never done. Plant some seeds. Amen. Too many people say they want something, but they don't do what's necessary to accomplish it. Tony, uh, that uh, motivational speaker guy, he said this way, he said, what's the definition of stupid? Doing the same thing, but expecting different results. It's worn out, but it's true. If you always do what you always did, then you always get what you always got. If you want something you've never had, you've got to do something you've never done. Now, Peter's going to find that out in Luke chapter 5. This is his second encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. Mark chapter 1 verse 16 tells us uh, that his first encounter was for salvation. Now he has a call to servanthood. And so each encounter with Jesus Christ calls for a greater commitment to him. Now you hear me over here. Let me say that again. Each encounter with Jesus Christ calls for a greater commitment to him. That is, every time I walk out of a worship service, every time I walk out of a Bible study, every time I walk out of a prayer meeting, I ought to be more attached to Jesus than I was when I came in. I came in just as I am, but I don't leave that way. 
You know what I'm talking about, that Jesus wants a greater commitment. I'm not going to take time, but you can see there are four calls in the Gospels for the disciples, and each one was a step up, a call to salvation, a call to servanthood, a call to discipleship, a call to apostleship. They kept going higher and higher and higher. See, listen, the problem is too many of us want to date Jesus. He's not looking for a date. He's looking for a bride. Amen. And some of us need to quit trying to shack with Jesus because God doesn't shack up. Trying to be with him without the commitment. And you need to quit cheating on him too. Because you're here for worship of the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. And you'll be sleeping with the devil. Okay, all right, but let me, let me just go ahead. Let me just go ahead because, I, I, you know, I was going to say it, but I ain't going to say it because y'all don't even want to hear it. You know, you're living for heaven on Sunday and living like hell every, every, all the rest of the way. I ain't going to say it. I'm just not going to say it. I'm not going to say that you got heaven on the tip of your tongue and the world on the tip of your fingers. I ain't saying that. I'm just going to move on. So Jesus now is at Lake Genesaret. And, and so Genesaret, uh, we, we all know it, and it's a Luke written to Gentiles, so he gives the Gentile name. And so Jesus taught people, and when he was done, he told Peter, launch out into the deep, let down your nets. That's what we need to do. That's what these initiatives are all about. That's what the Talmadge Betts Conservatory is all about, where we said, what are, what are we doing? Let's reach out and meet a need. That's what the Henry L. English uh, Community Initiative is going to be all about. We're going to reach out in areas that we've never reached out into before that we're going to meet the needs of this community because we are the lighthouse placed here by God to shine the light in the darkness. We're the city that's set on a hill, and so we're going to shine. And I don't know about you, but I want to shine for the Father, shine for the Son, shine for the Holy Ghost, best of three in one. I want to be a three-way light bulb. And so what do we need to do? We need to begin, uh, those of you who have these skills in education, in finance, in business, in relationships, we you need to come on now and begin to use what God has given you, not just for the greater good of the body, but for the greater good of our community and our world in which we live. We need to stand up and stand out, and we need to make sure we make an impact for Jesus Christ. It's time to break out the box. It's time to break out the box. What would happen if we had our own credit union? We wouldn't need rent-to-own stores. We wouldn't need all this stuff. I mean, where are my dreamers? Where are my visionaries? Where are the people who say, God, give us hell and a half a glass of ice water, and we'll put it out for you? Where are the people who have a vision to minister to hurting people? It's time to step up. It's time to go to the next level. Can you sense it? I can. I see it in everything that we're doing. Our worship is elevating. Everything is elevating. Our service is elevating. It's time for some of you who are just sitting on the premises to stand on the promises. Hmm. And so what's going on in this text? And let me give you the four aspects of launching out in the deep. Notice, first of all, in verse 4, uh, the request to launch out into the deep. Here's what it says. Now, when he had left speaking, he said to Simon, launch out in the deep and let your nets down for a drought. Here's what he said. It's twofold. He said, launch, 
and let. Now, Christ was asking Peter to do the new, the unusual, the unfamiliar, the different. Uh, Look at verse 3. And when he entered in one of the ships, which was Simon, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. So here's what he did. Uh, Peter said, uh, uh, okay, I'll tell you what. I'm going to go ahead and comply. There's no hesitation when Jesus says, push the boat out a little bit, let me preach. Peter said, okay. There, there was no hesitation whatsoever. And now my question is, why? Uh, because the earlier request, he didn't have to stop what he was doing. Yeah. Verses 1 and 2, the people were listening to the word. Peter was washing his nets. And the second reason, he's not using his boat anymore. You know what I find? We're usually willing to obey when it doesn't cost us much. If it doesn't interrupt our plans, if it takes us off our schedule, uh, forget about it. And don't let it pull me off of my budget. No, that's not going to happen. Well, now he's kind of gotten to meddling a little bit, hasn't he? You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford, a message called Launching Out into the Deep. And we'll get back to this teaching in just a moment. Hope you'll stay with us. And maybe there's something that you've heard that's really encouraged you. Maybe it's uh, something uh, through listening to Treasure Truth that's helped you get your finances back on track, help you understand a certain passage of Scripture, or maybe bring about some healing in a relationship or, or save your marriage. Hey, we'd love to know your story. You can always share that with us by coming to treasuretruthradio.org. Click on the contact link. Give us your feedback. Let us know where you're listening and why. That's at treasuretruthradio.org. Again, here's Pastor Ford. You know, we have an elder. He's in Dallas, Texas right now, uh, Elder Ray Glover. I I love Elder Ray. Uh, He helps me with my Hebrew. Uh, He came here. His doctrine was so jacked up, uh, uh, and and he was open to learn. And now he preaches Hebrew, Greek, no notes, Hebrew, Greek Bible. Wait till he comes. That's all all he have. He'll have a, a, a Bible that has the Greek and the Hebrew, and that's it. And he preached for about an hour and a half, too. But, but let me tell you a story. He came to me and he said, Pastor, I believe I, I, I've been called to, to go get trained uh, at the Master's College in California. I said, well, if God called you, I'll be praying with you. He came back. He said, God confirmed it. And so what was Ray doing? Ray uh, worked for Amico, BP Amico, right down here in Hammond. Uh, he was a top executive uh, making a quarter of a million dollars a year. And so once he gave his resignation, the company called him in and said, Ray, why don't you just take a two-year sabbatical and uh, keep your job in case anything happened, you can come right back. To which Ray replied, God told me he would take care of me. I wish I could, but I can't. And for the last five years, He has been going from month to month just depending upon God to sustain. When he prays, give me this day, my daily bread, he really means it. He he doesn't have it. He works for Trader Joe. It's not enough money to, to keep him going. And so for five years, God has honored his commitment. Why bring him up? Because I'm going to be honest with you. Like I told him, I would have took that sabbatical. I would have took that two years. I would have kept that bird in the hand. 
quarter of a million dollars, I wouldn't have thought that was God calling me. I would have thought that was the devil. I, hey, no, God ain't telling me to leave a quarter of a million dollars. Now, he may lead me to a quarter of a million dollars. <laughs> but, but, but look at that. I mean, he came out of his comfort zone, and look at what God is doing with him. Moses, the deliverer, I got to do it my way. Uh, no, 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 no. You're doing it from your flesh. I want you to do it from faith. So I'm going to take you into the university of, of the wilderness and let the Holy Ghost teach you how to do what I want you to do. You got to trust God. I know what you're saying. I don't want to come out of my comfort zone. God always calls us out of our comfort zone. Always. That's why we don't like commands like, husband, love your wives like Christ loved the church. We say things like, have you met her? <laughs> Obviously, you haven't. Wives, submit to your husbands. There's no use of me ever fixing my face to say I'm going to submit. It's a dirty word. No. Give and it shall be given unto you. Oh, I might as well leave that one alone. <laughs> yeah. So the request of verse 4 is a command that calls him out of his comfort zone beyond what we can comprehend. Look, launch out in the deep if you want what you've never had. Why? Why is this such a radical request? Walk with me now. A little bit of Bible study. Y'all don't mind the Bible, do you? Why? From the standpoint of, first of all, profession. Say, what do you mean? Jesus, you're a carpenter. You're out of your league. We're fishermen. Uh, I mean, Peter's been a fisherman from his boyhood. Our dad owns the fishing business. So from profession, you're a carpenter, I'm a fisherman. How are you going to tell me to launch out on the deep? Secondly, proficiency. We know these waters like the back of our hands. We know where the fish are. There are no fish there. Why? Because procedure. There's three ways to fish on the Sea of Galilee. Net fishing from the shore, hook fishing, and drag net fishing from a boat. Net fishing is never done in deep water. And so now Jesus is saying, go fish with your net in deep water. That's against everything Peter has ever learned about fishing. Everything. Then the period of day. The time of day is about 10 or 11. Guess what? Fish feed at night. That's why they do the night fishing. Fish feed at night. And so they come up and they feed on the surface. And uh, then at the day, they go back to the bottom to sleep. They're at the bottom. Peter knew that. The pattern of the fish. And then notice the pragmatics in the text. It's pragmatic. We fished all night, and we haven't caught anything. Wow. <laughs> Our nets are empty. You know, the church's nets are empty because we refuse to launch out in the deep. We don't want to change, to come out of our comfort zones. That's why you don't come to prayer meeting on Wednesday, Bible study. It's more comfortable to stay at home and watch whatever's popular now. It's more comfortable to say the kids have school the next day. Uh, maybe that's why they're not getting better. I used to say it this way. We have an eight-track mentality in the CD world now. Uh, no, no, no. We reject new ideas. We refuse to break tradition. We're resistant to change. We're repulsed by the unfamiliar. Man, we've got to launch out in the deep, folk. We've got to begin to trust the Lord to do some things. We need Christians who are willing to sail some uncharted waters. 
to do some things that nobody has ever thought. You, you know what? You know what? It's one thing when we have an example to follow. But you ever think about the pioneers of faith? Like, like Abraham? Nobody had ever done that before. Like, like Moses? Nobody had ever done that before. It's one thing uh, when, when you, you can look at an example and say, yeah, somebody did that and we could follow that example. But what if nobody's ever done it before? He says, look, I want you to launch out in the deep that you can catch a drought of fish. People of vision is who we need, who will go the Star Trek thing, go where no man has ever gone before. Can I tell you something? Say, tell us. You need to refuse to let people turn your dreams into nightmares. No, keep going. But remember this, a vision without a plan is just a dream. You know, I'll never forget it. It's been now, now about 25 years ago. But they said to me, they said, uh, uh, Pastor Ford, we want you to come down and uh, we want you to minister to uh, this youth group. And uh, they had something like uh, six, 700 youth. And uh, I made my reservation. Y'all heard about that when they, when they tried to tell me they didn't have my reservation. And uh, I told them, I have a number, so you have to give me a room. And I stayed in a $1,700 a night suite, presidential suite, baby grand piano in the living room, all that, because I had a reservation. That's another message. But uh, so, so I go down, and, uh, I, you know, it was like I'm an old head. I'm a dinosaur. They got all these young people. And I had been praying the whole time. What should I do? So I did my little rap, right? You know, I had never done it before because I don't like rap. And, and so, you know, I, I said, okay, I got to do something to get them on my side because they was looking like, say something to us, you know, kind of like you're doing right now. Say something to us that's going to that move us, you know. Get Pastor Hickman back up there. <laughs> and so I went, you know, and I said, okay, okay, I got to try, try to do something. And so I got up, I, you know, and, and so the, I said, anybody know how to beatbox? And uh, so, you know, the, the, the people who invited me were looking at me like, what are you doing? We didn't call, we called you here to preach. So anyway, there was a couple guys in the back. They was just like standing, laying in the cut. They was looking, they was staring me down. And I'm from the streets, so I just stared them down too. But I, I didn't stare them down like they were staring me, they were staring me down. I stared them down Christian style. Okay, stare down Christian style. I, I don't know about you, I'm intrigued. Hopefully we get into that next time on the broadcast. If you want to make sure you don't miss next time Pastor Ford is on, of course you can be listening to your radio, but you can always listen online. Come to treasuredtruthradio.org, stream the broadcast or download an MP3. You can also listen if you're podcasting the program if you have the Moody Radio app. You'll find all the links you need at treasuredtruthradio.org. You know, Pastor, one of the uh, things that's so encouraging about being involved in a ministry like this is regular feedback from listeners talking about how God is using this program in their lives. Yes, they're growing in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Uh, some of them don't have the opportunity at times to get to Bible study. Uh, sometimes uh, they don't get the chance to study on their own at home. Yeah. Uh, but they turn on their radio, and uh, Moody Radio is there. Uh, the plethora of teachers and uh, good, sound teaching, and they're able to be edified and built up. And so I know that our listeners want to support us with one-time gifts and monthly gifts. And remember, yeah. no gift is too small because it's not what I do with a million if a million would be my lot. 
but it's what I'm going to do right now with the dollar and quarter I got. <laughs> well, if you would like to give a one-time gift or an ongoing monthly gift, you can do that easily by coming to treasuredtruthradio.org. Look for that link that says make a donation and you can give your gift safely and securely online, both the ongoing monthly gift and the one-time gift. Again, that's at treasuredtruthradio.org. Thanks for giving. Thanks for listening. And I hope you'll join us next time here on Treasure Truth, a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.